Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to episode 67, Activities for Teaching Children to Be Good Friends. One of the most important, if not The most important area in early education is social-emotional learning. I'm a firm believer that by helping teach children self-awareness, social skills, and healthy relationship skills, we're helping them become functioning members of society. And who doesn't want that? So when it comes to teaching children to be good friends, it starts right in our preschool classrooms. So today I wanted to share with you how I went about trying to focus on friendship skills that I can teach to my preschoolers. We'll get into how I decided which friendship skills to focus on and the how-to of teaching children to be good friends. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know about a brand new resource to hit the Lovely Commotion Preschool Resources digital store shelves. It's called Shared Reading Pocket Chart Activities. It's a must-have resource for preschool teachers, in my opinion, because it'll help you ignite the love for reading and engage your little learners with 16 interactive shared reading activities. It was designed to be used during whole group instruction, and this set is just print and go. Whether you're a seasoned teacher or you're just starting your preschool teaching journey, these activities will become a valuable addition to your teaching toolkit. The winter shared reading set and the Valentine's Day set are now available and more are coming. So check the show notes for a link and grab your copy today. Okay, let's get into it. When I set out to be more intentional in teaching social emotional skills, I decided to create whole group lessons for social emotional learning. I wanted easy to use and short and sweet for my preschoolers. Now, that's not to say that I wanted to replace the support I was giving to my students throughout the day when they needed it, because I totally think that that is where children learn the easiest, when it's right there in front of them and when they need it. But I also found myself wanting to make sure our class was using the same verbiage in a way that classmates could help each other through social situations. So I decided to go forward with creating social emotional lessons for whole group time. I have lessons that focus on a large variety of skills, and I will put links in the show notes to other episodes that you can listen to to learn about this. But a lot of times in February, lots of us are focusing on friendship. So now's a great time to really dig deep into some social emotional lessons about how to be a friend and really helping them through some of those friendship struggles. Because we have to remember that our classroom is sometimes the first time that a lot of children are having a friend that's outside of the family and having to navigate these friendship 
rules and ideas and relationships without a parent right there. So our classroom is really like that ground zero for learning all about friendship. The friendship skills that I decided to hone in on were guided by the relationship skills section of the social emotional wheel from castle.org. These skills include how to make a friend, including others when we play, sharing and turn-taking, having more than one friend, what a good friend looks and sounds like, how to show kindness to friends, how to listen to friends, how to apologize to friends, recognizing problems that some friends have, how to talk out problems with friends, ways to handle friend problems, and when and how to ask for adult help with a friend problem. And when it's listed out like that, it feels kind of crazy the amount of things that go into creating and maintaining a healthy friendship. Teaching these things to young children can feel daunting. It may feel like they can't completely understand the concept, but I like to look at it as our teaching a whole group friendship lesson is just like another experience that they have collected. It's another time for them to visit this idea. Maybe they already have schema on one of our lessons. Maybe they've already learned about sharing and turn taking in the past. Though this is another time where that is where that is being reinforced. Every time we talk about, demonstrate, or walk children through and practice these skills, it's one more time that they've had experience with it. And the more they learn and practice, the easier these skills will become. So it's not to say that teaching these in one whole group lesson is going to make all the difference and everyone's going to be good friends now. It's really being used as just a touch point that everybody is on the same page and we can refer back to it. Remember when we talked about this? Remember when we read that book about this happening? Since children may have had a connection with that lesson, they now can draw back on that previous knowledge while they're in the moment. So this is really what it's all about. So let's get into the how of teaching children these friendship lessons. As stated before, I am 100% believe that the best way for children to learn needed social skills is right there in the moment, if it's possible, right? If there's not a meltdown happening or a shutdown happening. But these moments almost always happen during open play, whether inside or outside. And that is yet another reason I believe play is so powerful because it allows those opportunities for learning. If we structure their whole day and don't let that open play happen, then it's harder for them to have these experiences and learn from them. So with that aside, when teaching social skills as a whole group lesson, here are some things that I do every time. First, I read a book related to the lesson. If I can find one, right? There's there's so many great books right now that have really dug into some social emotional skills that we've never had before. Books are relatable for children. Reading aloud first allows me to link back our discussion to the things that we read. So I like reading the book first because then when we are discussing, we can relate that back to the book. Also, many times 
children see the book characters as just someone neutral, right? And they can learn off of that book character. They can relate to them or they can learn what to do and what not to do kind of in this safe place because it's not like it's an actual other person. And that's why I love bringing books in because they already love books, right? We already love reading, loving story time. So why not couple that with helping them learn a social emotional skill? Then we sing. Yes, we sing. Singing is fun and it helps reinforce the message. So for each of the lessons that I teach around friendship or all social emotional skills, I've created a song to go with it. Because I really think that sometimes, I mean, we know, right? We know that singing just makes all the difference in the world. If we want them to follow direction, we can sing it. If we want them to remember something, we can sing it. So this has helped bring that message home. And also these these songs are short and sweet, very repetitive, so that maybe while we're in the moment, I can help them through singing the song and giving them the message of what they need to do next. Then we discuss. Each lesson has a set of discussion questions, so I don't have to kind of come up with them right right there on the spot with the children right there. I ask the questions and then children can chime in and we really can have a discussion about it. Sometimes their answers are off topic, which, you know, if you work with preschoolers, you know how easily that can happen. And I find myself just guiding that discussion away from those unrelated topics by just asking new questions. I also try to allow enough time for discussion because sometimes the kids really get into it. Sometimes I've looked up at the clock and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) we had a lot to talk about in this one session. And other times it's like, okay, I get the message. I don't really have anything to add here. And that's okay too. And then the very last thing we do is a related activity. Sometimes this is a set of scenarios that children can weigh in on. What should this person have done? Sometimes this includes acting situations out or sorting scenarios. We've also created anchor charts with pictures before that we hang on the wall that children can reference later. But usually something that's a little more concrete that we can do together that just brings home this whole lesson. So we do these lessons generally once a week. And I generally allow about 10 to 15 minutes. I know that sounds pretty quick for all the things that I listed in the lesson, but what I found is as the year grows, so do attention spans, obviously, but then so can my time in this activity. So maybe it pushes out to the 20 minute mark. That ebb and flow of just really being in tune to what they're doing and what they're saying has helped me. So at the beginning of the year, I might only do a short lesson that I break up into two different lessons. So I've got this one lesson and I maybe read the book and do the song. And then we did this discussion and the related activity a different day. So that can be one way to kind of get around any short attention spans. And then as the year goes on, we definitely can start adding more to it and making it a little bit longer. And their discussion is also a lot easier later in the year. They know each other better. They know me better. They know the drift of school better. So it all becomes a little bit faster. 
Then after the lesson has concluded, I can now watch for times to relate back to the social emotional lesson that we did together. So maybe I see a child turn taking without help, pointing that out and relating it back to the shared experience of the lesson is a great way. Oh my goodness, I saw you taking turns, just like the character in the book, whatever it might have been. Or remember when we talked about turn taking? I see you're wanting a turn with that toy. Why don't you ask the friend if you can have a turn when they're done? Relating the lesson back to real life scenarios is really where the magic happens. Because this is when they really are using that shared experience and that touch point to learn skills in the moment and really practice them in real time. And one amazing thing that I have found that happens from doing these lessons is hearing children use the verbiage from the lessons later. So they may be in play and they may be saying, that's not what a good friend would say. Or do you want to play with us? We like to play with everyone. And when you hear these things coming out of your preschoolers' mouths, you know that what you're doing and what you're teaching is really hitting home. And the best part about it is, is that you are helping them develop social skills that will help them the rest of their life, which is pretty powerful. If you'd like to see the lessons that I use, I will drop a link to them in the show notes. There are eight different units, but three of them focus specifically on friendship skills. That would be unit six about making friends, unit seven about being a good friend, and unit eight about handling peer problems. Thank you for joining me today. And if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a preschool friend of yours. I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.